No, you gotta watch TV upstairs. There's two TVs in my room. You can watch in the lounge if you want. No. Got a lounge? Yeah, there's a spare area with couch and TV and stuff. Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. That's why I'm going to help you. She's upstairs. Calling me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Ready to record the podcast? Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. <laughs> and Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? This is episode 283, Review Series, Volume 10, OMP M1. Awesome. Sweet. Cool. The smallest nice. of the small. I can't believe we've done 10 of these already. I know. Doesn't feel like it. Mm. Hmm. Nice. All right, let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? Me. Yes, I want to hear from Kevin. I'll go first. Missed you last week, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but it was my birthday last Saturday. Last Saturday, your, last Tuesday. You, you do get your birthday off, I yeah. guess. <laughs> well, the kids wanted to take me out for dinner, so we did that, and then by the time I got back, it was, it was a little late. It was like 9.30, I think, by the time we got back, and it was uh, it was fun. We had a good time. Nice. Yeah, and my sister's down too now, so you know we kind of all went out. We were hanging out for a bit. It was awesome. uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I wrote in the show notes. Tuesday was my birthday. Wait for the applause to stop. Yes, I made it another year. Um, <laughs> which happy Andy, belated sorry, birthday, which Andy got a kick out of. Thanks, man. So uh, in RC stuff, RC related stuff. I did get a chance to fly both weekends, last Saturday and the Sunday before that, I believe, at the nice. local field down here in Florida, in the Treasure Coast. Um, the how far is that field from you? Like, how long does it take to get there? Twenty minutes. That's awesome. It is awesome, dude. It's freaking great. Let's see. It's the Port St. Lucie field, and it's maintained by this guy Jack uh, Steve Shaw is a member, and there's a bunch of like hooligans it's it's primarily you know airplane related but steve and i go down and fly the helicopters and it's the same type like environment that we had at polda where you know one or two guys will fly planes at a time if, if you know i don't care if they fly planes while i'm flying helis but most of the time they're done at like 11 12 o'clock and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i did run into two guys and i wanted to just give them a quick shout out um they're trying to get a youtube channel going and it's called two friends rc and they've been putting out videos, uh, primarily um, jets, uh, ducted fan aircraft. Okay. The one guy that flies those, he flies the shit out of them. Like he's constantly got something going up. And they've got nice. large scale. I think it's a F thirty five or something like that. One of those newer ones. Uh, a couple of old F eighteens or F sixteens or something, and then. Mm-hmm. A couple of A10s, you know, and, and uh, guys, guys are really good with the jets, man. Are they like all like FMS, motion RC type of stuff? Yeah, big stuff. Nice. Like big jets. Cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, I told them about the show. And then they fly, they run a bunch of ground stuff, too, at the track that's there. So the, the, the club's really cool. It's got a, you know, an RC, like, truck track, like dirt truck, truggy tr- type track, uh, which is huge. 
And then they have a really intricate crawler course, which is amazing. I've seen guys over there doing that. Nice. They have an FPV layout for guys, and then they have the main runway, and then they have uh, they have a Saheli section. And it's awesome. A guy will fly over there, like it's it's kind of like you know your typical you know box that you would fly in at a fun fly. So, I mean, I'm used to just flying at the main flight line, so that's kind of mm-hmm. where I've been flying. No complaints. Yeah, no, it's, no, they're everybody's cool. You know, they're awesome, and they even cooked uh, burgers for the Fourth of July. Uh, you know that weekend. Uh, which was cool. They did burgers and hot dogs, and you know it was, it was it was good. We had a good time. And did some autos because uh, the wind was blowing in the right direction. I flew the Oxy Five to six ninety. That's all I got down there right now. I st- I have the logo five fifty, uh, but mm-hmm. I haven't messed with that because I've still got the other um, radio set up on that. I don't know. I might still. Oh, that's right. You got to switch it back. I think I'm gonna leave it and just bring it to a fun fly and walk out with my dx6i and fly it with that <laughs> you know what the hell i don't know frank made a couple comments when i flew down with him you know he was like eh, rocking the dx6i that's freaking awesome yeah so i had a great weekend flying man and i gotta say i listened to some of the uh the podcast uh last week and i was like you know what the hell you guys are killing me especially ian <laughs> andy says how do you not know these every week when we're doing the wrap wrap up? And Ian <laughs> says, um, "I don't even I don't even know <laughs> or something like that." <laughs> you know what I I don't even know. And Ian can't remember who's on Discord. I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I took notes this time. Uh, but yeah, it was um, this is a good show. Sorry I missed it. Oh, and the one thing I do want to add is uh, the Azura Blades. I uh, almost sent you guys a video I took of, I was, you know, pre-flight check, just going up and down the collective, and I can hear something rattling mm-hmm. inside the blade. And I think it's really? the um, I think it's the safety rod or whatever. Because if, if I tap on the blade, I can hear it bouncing up and down inside. The safety so core? Something's safety coming wire? loose. Yeah. yeah. Steve Shaw wanted to cut it open, but it's the only blade I have. He was like, well, we'll just glue it back together. I was like, no. I'm not doing that. No, we cut it open and let's see, and then don't fly them because they're probably going to fall apart in the air if they're yeah. floating in there. Yeah, if that wire, like if the foam sketchy. broke down or whatever, you know. Sometimes I mean, it could just foam. be the wire inside a tube, you know, bouncing around. It could be nothing. Yeah, or yeah. it could be about to fail. Who knows? I don't know. I got yeah. eight flights on it so far. So since I've noticed it, I don't know, maybe I'll it's order probably some fine. blades. Yeah, I would. I would talk to the talk to them. Talk to the company. But dude, my flights are. are I'm getting real comfortable at this field, and I was just nice. linking stuff together and not doing anything like that I haven't done already, but just being more quicker about linking things together. And yeah, just more deliberate. Yeah, mm-hmm. just having a Sweet. lot of fun with it. So that's Sweet. been my couple weeks. Sorry, I missed last last week. Who well, who's next? Who wants to go next? I can go next. I finally got out on the 4th and flew Sunday. Nice. I got in four, uh, five flights here in the morning while it was nice and cool. Did three on the raw and two on the Oxy-5. And then I went over to the club to meet up with a guy that wanted to join, heli guy that oh, doesn't nice. live too far from here, about 30, 40 minutes. And 
took his application and so on and so forth to get it to the correct people. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I flew some there with him. He had his, uh, let's see, the XL Power Protos 380. And he just got a 550 XL Power. He didn't have it with him. He had just received it and still had a, a few things to finish up on it. Helped him tune a little bit, and uh, that was cool. So shout out to John Weeks. I think nice. he listens to the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. He's a cool guy. I had met him was it probably 2019. Helped him oh, okay. a little bit with uh, a Goblin 380. And then he'd kind of gotten out of it and last year and he's getting back into it right now. So that's cool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So I saw some of the guys out there, a couple of the guys that had that was, had brought some planes out and stuff. So yeah, it was a good time. It was getting hot though. So I had to come back home. When was the last time you've been to that club? It's got to have been a, a while. I don't know. Twenty nineteen. Right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Seriously, last time you I, don't know, out? No. I don't know when. <laughs> I didn't go at all last year. Yeah. And I probably only went a couple times in twenty nineteen. Well, probably a few because I did a fun fly. Mm. But so yeah, good to see see a few of those folks. Yeah. Hang out for a little bit, and. I guess that's it. I haven't really done. Oh, I flew the gasser uh, mm-hmm. Sunday morning as well. Nice. Uh, I had forgot to unplug the receiver pack, so I let it drain completely dead oh. on that oh. model. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I had to replace that and put uh, – I did did one flight on it just to, you know, get everything working, put some fuel through it and stuff, mixed up a couple gallons of, of gas, and I think I'm going to make a few little changes on it uh, probably this week, hopefully. I'll talk about that after the show, or I mean at the end. That's all I did. Did some flying, 10 flights this week, so it's not too bad. Nice. Yeah. Very good, dude. That's awesome. Yep, it was fun. Uh, Ian, you want to go or shall I go? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, I, I flew to Raw Nitro at the high school. You know, I just I filled up a tank and just kind of flew out a eight minute flight there. Um, but I've been doing a whole bunch of flights in my backyard. Um, so I fixed the M1. And I crashed it, crashed it a bunch, you know, in the weeds and stuff. Crashed it into a tree. Um, kind of, I guess, what you would call air quote here, behind a flight line, you know, kind of got got away from me. And I hit throttle hold, came down, and I flew it more. It didn't break. It was great. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, and then I, I did eventually crash it to the point where it wasn't good. Um, I fixed it. I had to replace the whole frame on it. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah, I it's been it's been falling apart, you know, bit by bit. And at this point, it was like nothing holding the landing gear or the bottom part of the frame on anymore. It was just kind of like one piece of plastic. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll change it. Everything is flexing too much. Um, and then I crashed that a bunch until I first time breaking a servo gear on any of these M1s, M2s. 
Um, then I continued to fly the local 200. This is over the 4th of July weekend, you know. Um, so I had a, a nice four-day off. Um, so I was flying the local 200, a whole bunch, two, three flights, crashed that once or twice, um, fixed it, crashed it one last time, ran out of tail booms. So I said, okay, I <laughs> took it apart, parked that. I flew the M2, you know, I have, <laughs> all the batteries are interchangeable between the local 200 and M2. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I flew the M2. Uh, first flight, I took off, crashed it. Um, it was way different feeling than a local 200, and I should have realized that instead of just like doing it right into a maneuver, right, you know, right off the takeoff. Um, then fixed it, flew that a couple more times until I broke the tail motor on that. Um, so that tail motor got jacked wouldn't spin so i was like well the, the boom is still good so i took the tail boom off put it on the local 200 oh, <laughs> and then i started flying that for a while and i post a couple of videos i think the last two videos the last two good flights i had were i put on uh I, the last flight i put i put on youtube um yeah i watched one just recently where you plowed it into a tree yeah, and then and then there's a video after that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that one was a good tail boom. That that scorpion the tail boom in two places. It was you know it was pretty good crash. That was a the heavy hit, man. Yeah. <laughs> that hit pretty good. Yeah, it had a nice sound and uh, because like where I fly because the tree coverage it sounds I don't know if you hear it like it sounds amplified. Yeah. It sounds like you're it's like pulled up but like miniaturized right like you're in a smaller area so when you make blade fart noises or you hit a tree or hit something it's it makes a loud cracking noise that like reverberates in there it's it's interesting what's the largest model you've flown back there i mean i've covered my my 700s back there but i not i won't flip it or anything yeah you know i won't fly it around it's too big for that like it's just it's you know if you look at the field maybe it's like a 50 feet by 20 or 30 feet deep so it's not a huge area M1, M2, it's great. Logo 200, it's great. Uh, even a fireball, it's it gets it gets away quick. I, I'm too close to the trees too quickly. Yeah, okay. But um, you need to yeah. borrow my chainsaw. <laughs> I I do. <laughs> I need to know how to cut down trees that are like more than ten feet tall too. <laughs> you start at the bottom and you get out of the way. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, what, what well, do you just call you timber and run? Right. You start at the top and then work yeah. your way down. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so wait, so ha- was this all in one day? This was in two days, three days. So how many flights and how many crashes? I probably did about, I gotta say about how like, many full flights and how many crashes? So full flights are probably about 12. <laughs> uh huh. And then they're like, you know, mixed in sprinkle, like three or four of like a minute and a half, you know, kind of flights or, uh-huh. you know, there's one that's that's 40 seconds. I'll send you the clip. It's I dig <laughs> the, I dig the tail motor in really good on that logo. Oh wow! But um, and then you know maybe maybe about seven crashes. Like it's like every other flight I'm crashing. Yeah. You know whether I break something. I was wondering because when you not. were explaining, it sounded like you had more crashes than you had flights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of crashes. But but in turn, I had a lot of flights, and I yeah. feel like I'm. Just this weekend with these small helis, I've felt like I've gotten smoother. I've gotten more um, nice, cool. Like I could keep the helicopter moving while I'm doing maneuvers. Mm-hmm. So like I keep the heli moving constantly now instead of like maneuver stop, 
reset, do something else, stop, reset. Like it's just you know, so it's flowing more. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, your flying's definitely getting better. I can tell just by those videos you posted, even on the small yeah. stuff there. I I can just tell like your orientations you've gotten down, like you're doing figure eights all yeah. different which ways, you know. Looks. Yeah, good, I mean, man. I have my preferred method, directions of right. everything. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm starting to incorporate more like switching back upright inverted and different like tail down, you know. Yeah, it looks um, good, man. Yeah, all that stuff. So um I think that's it. So yeah, I guess on top of that, I ordered a whole bunch of parts. So you know, buddy RC, yeah. <laughs> I got two boxes coming from them. Oh <laughs> one for the M one, which was like the first you know, day or whatever it was Friday or Saturday when when I put the parts order in for that because that was down. But then of course, you, you know, I crashed the logo, so I put a parts order for that. But before I actually submitted that, I ended up putting a bunch of tail motors on there. I got like four cupping because they're like twelve bucks each or fifteen bucks each. So I'm just like, let me get four of them. Have two spares. <laughs> I have all the spares I can use. You know. Um, yeah, I gotta talk to you. I think I'm gonna get an M2. I gotta find out like what's the a, list. Do you have a what's 500, the parts list? Do you have a 500 size heli that you don't want? Like a five, five fifty? Um, no. Okay, because I got so I, someone who wants. Uh, I got someone who has a logo 200 that wants to trade for like a five fifty airframe. Mm. No, I don't have anything now. I sold it. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. M2, yeah, I'll definitely get you a list of parts that I, I would recommend. Um, but if you fly in like anything that's like eight inches of grass or something like six inches of grass, you probably won't need it. Mm. Yeah, the grass is only like an inch tall, though. Is it like a very dense inch tall, though? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, then you might be good if you hit the whole I don't doubt grass, it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. The I M1 probably like I, I can't fly it like I fly my other stuff. I won't be able to see it, so i got to bring it down low. Well, that's the thing. That's you the whole bring point. It, you can bring it down <laughs> 20 feet, like to 10 to 20 feet, and it'll, <laughs> it'll look like, you know, 100 to 200 feet because it's yeah, so small. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so you'll be able to comfortably do the same maneuvers at that height. <laughs> now, so one of the things I just figured by now you've got a... Yeah, you know, I got a list. This, this, this. Yeah, I got a common list, and then every once in a while, here's like the heavy hitter things you need to get. And I've yeah. I've replaced, not including like tail motors, but I've replaced like main boards on uh, which one is this? This is the M1, mm. um, partially due to my error of repairing, but it's something to note, and which I'll talk yeah. about in this cool. review. Uh, so Ian, you're up, right? Yep, I'm up. Um... Didn't do anything heli-related other than Discord. Um, I was pretty busy uh, last week. Um, I ended up starting a new job. I ended up getting back into nursing. Nice, dude. Awesome. Uh, I'm working for an Alzheimer's uh, memory care unit. Actually, a facility. The whole facility is dementia and Alzheimer's. So... um, had to do orientation Thursday, uh, which that took like a handful of hours. Um, got, you know, got the grand tour and everything and ended up starting to work, uh, Saturday. Um, it, 
Man, that that is a nice job, and that's really the nursing job I've been really waiting for because Alzheimer's. I mean, there's never a dull moment. They, you know, it's hard to predict how residents will, you know, react. You know, within the the given minute, they 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 can flip a, they can change their moods pretty much at any point in time. So it's like you really got to like play into their world and. Um, I always found it uh, to be very nice and it can have its tough moments for sure. Uh, this job, it's uh, great. I'm, I'm ecstatic on how, how it turned out after working my first day there. Um, I was on discord Friday. Uh, there was quite a few, uh, there was a few of the usual customers in there. Uh, Devin McClellan was in there. Shaggy. We had Ray Bacon and Darren, and then uh, Mitch popped in for a little bit, and then towards like the towards the end of the time that I, I was on Discord, uh, Alex Genovese showed up from uh, Australia. Oh, nice! Yeah, he was nice. on for a little bit. Um, for some odd reason, he wasn't on actual Discord. He was on through um, Devin's channel for some odd reason, but we were able to, you know, talk to him, you know, bullshit. Cool. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I didn't stay on too late because obviously I had to work the next morning at the new job. So uh, and it was day shift, so I get to get used to waking What's up. Your at hours? Five. Um, last weekend I ended up working from seven a.m. until three. I, I just did. Uh, yeah, eight-hour shifts, and then uh, I'll be starting twelve-hour shifts on the weekends uh, next weekend. Oh, are you gonna have to work weekends? Yeah. Um, Is it rotating or every weekend? Well, they they've got something I've never actually knew about. As far as I, my mom told me that she's done it before. As far as uh, you know, certain nursing facilities, you don't really see it a whole lot anymore. But they call it uh, Baylor. So pretty much. Uh, you work two 12-hour shifts Saturday and Sunday, and they give you another 12-hour shifts. So typically, people who work the Baylor, they'll they'll do Saturday and Sunday, and then they'll do like a couple eight-hour shifts throughout the week. So that really, they only work four, four days a week, and okay. they get their four hours, uh, their 40 hours. Yeah, but do you, does, is that like – is that rotate or does that – that's their it, shift? That's their shift. Oh, okay. And is that uh, going to be your shift? Yeah, it will. Uh, I'm actually in the midst of talking with my uh, uh, with my uh, director of nursing, and you know, because yeah, I'm going to be going to you know events and you know fun flies and stuff. There, yeah. she's checking to see if there's maybe something because in order for me to receive the you know the extra twelve hours. Um, I have to be full time right now. I'm just PRN, so I can pick up all the hours as I please. I can, you know, I can work one day a week, or I could work sixteen hour shifts all, all you know, every week. Yeah. Um, PRN nursing terms pretty much stands for as needed. So it's like right now, I, I can pick and choose what days I work, and then with me, you know, going to be moving soon. <laughs> it's kind of you know up in the air as far as you know, when I start moving, you know, how it's all going to play out. So it's like right now I'm PRN until, you know, the move is done. And then 
Um, yeah. So right now okay. I'm kind of in the talks to see how it's going to play full time. Sure. Cool. Um, as far as, oh, and then, uh, got to the, I did work on the 4th of July, but the kids went on the picnic with, uh, with grandma up to Liberty Memorial and they had a big old fireworks show downtown. Got to see the last bit of the fireworks and holy cow, downtown was packed. I don't think I'd be lying if I said that there was like a half a million people just in Liberty Memorial watching the fireworks show. Yeah. It took 45 minutes for my mom to walk out the gate and down the hill to the closest place that I could park to pick them up. It was, it was a madhouse down there. And then, uh, the next day they had one at riverfront. You could not get anywhere near it, but we, we opted out of going to going to that one, considering that's like a less than a mile away to get to, the riverfront part from my house and you couldn't get anywhere near it because they have roadblocks and people going down there. So it's like, eh, we'll stay home on this one. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, we had a pretty good weekend. Um, that's about my entire week right there. It's all I've been doing. Cool, man. All right. Awesome. Uh, congrats on the new job. Yeah. Good luck on that move. That's oh, gonna yeah. be. I mean, at least you're moving in town, so that's not gonna be too crazy. And you, you know, you have a, you have an SUV, so you you can probably pack up a bit of stuff oh, and go yeah. back and forth. But and the funny still thing sucks. is, <laughs> it, it it does suck. Um, but one of my uh, options, uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna be taking a look at it tomorrow. But there's a um, uh, one of the places that I'm gonna be uh, checking out is it's like a apartment complex. It's looks fairly decent but the backyard is one of the local flying fields so oh, that's, awesome. <laughs> that, that's gonna be wait so you're moving out like because i know like you're currently with your mom right uh yes okay so yeah both me and my mom live together and what we're doing is because of the uh they recently really hiked up the taxes on the house and then not to mention the house needs a lot of repairs and we've been talking about selling it for the past year so it's like since the market's high it's probably best to go ahead and sell it now to be honest and i really don't expect to really make much off of it considering it's getting you know it's getting divided you with the three names that are on the on the deed Cool. I mean, it, it's an old house. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it is a good time to sell it, I guess, right? Like, you know, people yeah. are making making out selling their houses now. Oh, geez. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, you know, housing markets really climbed since COVID big time. Yeah. All right. Shall we go into the main topic then? We yeah. shall. Okay. <laughs> the OMP M1, huh? Yeah. Who wants to, who's gonna? What's who's your gonna first impressions yeah. of this thing? All right. So unboxing was kind of the same as an M2. Um, you get a little graphical cardboard sleeve over a foam box. I kind of like this form factor because the the boxes doubles as a carrying case. Mm-hmm. Um, this the foam box has three spots for little batteries, which is nice. It has little two small pockets for some tools and. Possibly for parts, but I couldn't fit much on there. Um, you know, maybe like tail blades and links and servo arms and stuff like that. 
Um, this thing is small. Like, you know, it's it's like nan like nano CPX, like you know, blade micro small. Right. Um, you know, and my first impression is no way will it fly well. No way. It's gonna the tail's not gonna hold. It's gonna you know like it, you won't be able to do a funnel. You won't be able to go inverted because the tail will be all over the place, and you know it won't build any confidence. Pretty much like a blade helicopter when it comes to 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, first flight, <laughs> it actually flies and hovers and flips really well. It rotates really well over the center axis. Uh, the CG feels good on it right from the get-go. There's not much adjustments you can do. You s- kind of slide the battery in and you plug it in and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... The you know first impression, the maiden surprised me of my first impressions, right? Like it made me rethink what the small micro can really do. And knowing that it came from the same company as OMP um, as the M2, you know, I had hopes, but you know, with those hopes, had a lot of doubt that this small right. would be able to perform. When you hold it in the palm of your hand, you're like, mm, I don't know about this thing. Yeah, when you feel the <laughs> floppy blades and the little. You know, tiny. I think the tail rotor diameter complete is maybe an inch and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I'm holding it in my hand. It's probably an inch and a half. You know, so it's like, how how can this thing? You know, even with a brushless tail motor, brushless double brushless setup, how can it really hold? You know. So, but yeah, it was it, it flew it flew well. Okay, nice. So, is there any build? To this, or is it just take it out of the box and fly it? No, it's just take it out of the box, charge it. Um, one thing that's cool about it is that it comes with uh, charging leads, so okay. it's not it's not full leads, so it's not like four millimeter bullets that connect into you know your charger that kind of deal. But it's an XC60 um, with the balance connector and the special kind of. Three prong plug that it comes with the uh, okay, the that's lipo. nice. So you don't yeah, have to make it yourself. Yes, and the helicopter, just like the M two, comes with a battery pack. So not only oh, does cool. it come with the battery, it comes with the lease to charge that battery, which is, in my opinion, fantastic. Nice. Did you? Yeah. So I was wanting to know about the battery. So tell us a little bit about the setup. Like, what size battery? How'd you do your radio, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so the radio setup is exactly the same as the M2. So you're going to pre-bind your DSMX at, okay, this is for DSM folks. If you're doing FHSS, if you're doing the Futaba, um, go with your manufacturer guided manual. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, So I only know DSMX. Um, so you pre-bind your satellite with another receiver, and then you plug your uh, satellite receiver into it. Now, there are receivers with a bind button. If your receiver satellite receiver has a bind button, then you can bind that method. I know there's right. clone versions yeah, of I that. Yeah, think Lemon that has makes it. one or somebody. Lemon makes one, and I know Spectrum has one too. So you can go official or you can go clone, whatever. But if you have a bind button, bind it on while it's plugged in. If mm-hmm. it doesn't, you have to bind it to a, a regular receiver like a AR6210. And then you can use it as it's pre-binded to your radio. Then you can plug it into the uh, the M1's fly unit and 
you know, basically um, be all set up there. As far as the your radio setup, the Spectrum radio setup is exactly the same as the M2, same rates, same endpoints. Um, watch TJ Williams' video from Buddy RC. It's on their website. It's just easier to get that information from them than for me to try to explain it um, since I followed those instructions. And basically, that's where I've left it. I've kept it flying that way. Um, did not make any adjustments. Uh, the battery is... Uh, I don't remember the size. I think it's a 350 milliamp uh, two-cell LiPo. It's a tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, super cheap. I think they're like under 10 bucks each. Like What size eight. does the M2 use? They're uh, six. I have one in front of me. They're 650 amp milliamps, and they're um, 3S okay. with little XT30 oh, wow. uh, connectors so it's on a t- it. T- so it's around about half the size in a 2S instead of 3 Yes. So yeah, cut a cut a cell voltage down, and and it's about half the milliamps. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think I used uh, 150 milliamp batteries in my uh, my Blade 120 SR. I mean, just to kind of give mm-hmm. comparison. Yeah, it's probably about that same size too. It's it's. I think the it's like a. No, I think it's smaller. I think the the M2 runs like a 125, 140 millimeter blade or something like that. No, no, no. It might be bigger. I'm, I might be mistaken, but it's it's small. Like the blades, it can't be more than a uh, hundred millimeters. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's the standard size for that size, really. I mean, not standard, standard, but roughly that yeah. that big. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So there's not much setup besides that. Um, the way that the battery slots in. There's really no way of adjusting CG or anything on the helicopter. You just slide the battery and plug it in, put the canopy on it, and go. That's the way I like it. Mm -hmm. Just takes the guesswork out of it. Does does the battery just slide in a pocket, or does it have a small tray like the M2? No. So this kind of goes into one of the things that I like about it is that the battery is just a battery. Um, Mm -hmm. It slots in, no Velcro, no sticky bits, no nothing. It, it slots into a size that fits perfectly. Now, this is going to limit your battery sizes, right? right? Have to what be you can the use. Exact size. Yeah. Now, if you use a different battery manufacturer, you can probably get it to fit some, you know, with either minor modifications to the heli or foam padding or something to, you know, fill in the gaps. But the OMP branded lipos that you get with it and you can buy from, you know, Buddy RC or wherever you buy your OMP helis, mm-hmm. um, they work. Great in my opinion, and the size fits perfect. So and they're cheap. They're like you know eight bucks or something like that. So why bother? Um, yeah, there's no for, for me. There's no need to go with any other brand. Yeah, you don't want to get a different one where you have to put in a vice and squeeze it down, change yeah, the shape of the compress it. Yeah, change you know. the shape of the cells. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that, kids. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit. What about the first flight? You spoke about it a little bit. Yeah, so the Maiden um, it was super stable, very uneventful, which is fantastic for Maidens. Um, That's as pretty most good micros, uh, mm-hmm. in regards to the size, though. Too, yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and don't get me wrong. like My Maiden wasn't like, I'm going to hover and practice F3C or anything like that. Like It's like hover, pirouette, and start flipping it around and flying it, right? Um, it moves, it's quick as micros are, right? Um, you have to 
really pay attention. Like you really have to be on it or <laughs> it'll be behind the flight line or in a tree or hitting the house or something. <laughs> um, it, it moves. Um, and because it moves, it, it like flies. Like it's like a, like kind of like a bigger heli, right? Like when you, when you're flying a big heli or any size heli and you like point in a direction and you gun the collective, it moves. And mm-hmm. so does this. It's, it doesn't fly like, Something that has weird tendencies where, like, the CG's wrong, so it, like, tries to fight, you know, your your pitch or your angle of attack, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it flies very balanced and just goes. It's it's really quick. It's a, it's a quick little helicopter. Yeah, I bet. You can fly slow, um, you know, but, of course, I'm bank three screaming and let's, you know, flap it around the world and make as much noise as possible kind of deal, so. Right. Yeah. So you you don't practice practice F three C with it? <laughs> no, no. I, I'll tell you right now. I will give you a hundred dollar bill if you'll take that to Nats and compete in the sportsman <laughs> class. <laughs> right? All you gotta do is fly the whole <laughs> fly the whole thing with that. And I'll give you a hundred dollars. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where is Nats being held? Is it going to be an Urcha again? The week before, yeah. <laughs> oh man, if. Oh my god! I would that, add to that also if uh, if Steve was going to be worth it. <laughs> I bet you could get ten people to throw in a hundred bucks. I bet, you, I bet you we could get a lot of money if you yeah. do that. That would be oh freaking god. great. They probably would be. They probably would let me. You think they would let me enter? I don't you see know, sportsman not. class with the F one. I don't see why not. Is there a limit? It's collective pitch. It should work. I mean, yeah, I could do the maneuvers. I could do the up, upstairs maneuvers. You might <laughs> run out of battery hovering. before you get done, though. That's the key. Yes, I will run out of we battery. You can just tape a bigger, another one to the bottom of it. Can't you? Um, <laughs> yeah, and if the run judges the don't like it, you can fly it right, right, really close to them, so they can actually <laughs> see it. Here you go. I thought you were going to say you could fly it into their head. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you fly it into their head. Yeah. Uh, no. What if he flies it into Bill's head? You give him money for that. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. The, they'll probably have you go to the flight line with the um, safety glasses instead yeah, of a hard hat. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about crashing into Bill. Mm-hmm. I know you did some crashes with this thing. You yes. talked about twenty crashes just this week. <laughs> yeah. Um. So crashing. Um, my grass is not super tall. There, there are spots that are patchy probably, but there's also spots of dirt. So it's like a 50, 50 chance you can hit dirt or hit grass (laughs) (laughs) in that part of my backyard. It's, you know, it's kind of the leech field of my backyard. So, um, but I have to say, depending on how fast you hit throttle hold, as long as there's grass or trees, yes, even trees. If you hit throttle hold, it'll make a loud noise, but you can pretty much get out of it. Like, you know, come unscathed for one to three small crashes, I'm going to say, before something breaks. Mm -hmm. Um, On the average, I probably broke about something every two to three flights. Okay. Um, And that's all due to my flying, not the helicopter. Like, you give this helicopter to like Lincoln, he'll probably fly it all day without a single crash. Mm-hmm. Fifteen autos with the, you know, with no tail motor <laughs> and no driving of any sorts of, you know, with that direct drive motor, spinning, pirouetting right. like crazy. 
You know, it would be no problem. But in my hands, in my backyard, how tight it is, it's every two to three flights I have an incident. And there was one time I crashed it about six times. And basically, it was like a servo arm in one crash. It was, you know, the anti-rotation bracket on another crash. Another crash, I did a servo arm and a boom. Mm -hmm. And... You know, several crashes caused several cracks in the mainframe. And kind of just glued them back together. The back part of the frame didn't seem that important. Just glued back together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in about 15 or so crashes, uh, the frame was pretty much separating from the top and the bottom half. It is not a two-part frame design. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that it was just that beat up. So I needed to replace it. Um, and... One thing about replacing the parts on this stuff is it's not hard. It's laid out better than most helicopters of this size. I would dispute and say this is way easier. The M1, M2 are way easier to work on than an Oxy 2, an Oxy 3, an Oxy 4, an Oxy 4 Max. Like anything that uses 1.5 millimeter bolts. Even though this is smaller, the way that the frame is laid out with the servo arms. It's two bolts per servo arm, right? And they're all easy to get to. You don't have to take anything to get to them. Oh, that's great. Yeah. In that fact, really this, is. This, this is the stuff I'll get into, into the likes. Um, but the other thing um, you're going to have to be prepared for when you crash, to be prepared for, is uh, there's a lot of small 1.5 mils and Phillips head screws and even one millimeter screws which is a big dislike i'll talk about it then Mm -hmm. okay so let's go into the likes what what did you like this size helicopter is perfect for my backyard i feel like i can really throw down in my backyard worrying about hitting a tree by just doing my maneuvers right like my maneuvers take space like when i do my backflip then another flip and then a half piero and then another backflip and then like a full, you know, 360 piero, like while I'm stall turning, I guess you could call it, or stalling in the air. Um, when I do those maneuvers, they, they chain together and they take a bit of distance. And often I do it kind of like out towards, away from myself. And because my field, my backyard is wider than deep, I'm always scared I'm going to hit stuff. But this, I, I kind of smack it around. I can do these maneuvers and and push the heli back, but I don't feel like I'm going to hit because I'm actually not traveling as far as I think I am with the size heli, you know, because I have more room to play with, you know, being that this heli is half the size of an M2. Okay. Really easy to fix on, like I was, I was uh, alluding to before. Uh, to take the servo horns, uh, to get to the servo horns, which break pretty much every other flight, um... Two screws to take the servo out and one Phillips head screw. I don't Loctite anything anymore because I just crash it so often. There's no point Loctiting anything. I just torque things down. I fly it. Two flights later, it crashes. I got to take that bolt out anyway. So the Loctite hasn't even dried at that point. So (laughs) no point. No point Loctite, right? You don't need it. I don't think it causes enough vibration. And for me, I'm using this helicopter to progress and learn. So I expect to crash. I expect to, you know, spend money on parts and... It's fine, whatever, you know. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm doing this review in the in the eyes of someone who's trying to progress, right? Who's gonna crash? Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. 
Um, it's durable. It is. You hit throttle hold. You don't go under power. It it survives. You know, if if anything, it's a servo horn, which is, I don't know, three dollars or five bucks for like twelve of them or something like that. Something ridiculous. It's super cheap. You get so used to fixing them that it's not even a, an event when you're like, oh, I broke a servo horn. Two seconds later, it's fixed. You're back in the air. Um, it, but it's durable. There's many times where I've crashed and I didn't have to fix anything, and then. Sometimes where I crash, I was like, oh, I'll pick it up. And it was like, oh, there goes a silver horn. <laughs> uh, so, but it's good. It's, it's worth it. They, they have the right parts be the failure point, right? Um, I've probably had, I don't know, I spoke about it. I think I've had over 15 or so crashes on this. And until recently, it's the first time I've had to replace the servo, servo horns or servo gears. Sorry, one gear has got stripped. So... Which I couldn't find gears, so you have to buy a replacement servo. Okay. It can pretty much do anything I can do with the M2. You know, tail down funnels, sure. Nose down funnels, sure. Inverted funnels, sure. Upright funnels, sure. You know, backwards flying, sure. Right pure stuff, eh. It's a tail driven motor, eh. You know, not really. Sure. But that's the that's limitation of this design, but it's not a, you know, but overall, that's if you're a left-rudder person, especially, you got nothing to worry about. Uh, no battery tray. I hate battery trays. Um, you know, on the logo, you instantly break the battery tray holder. On the M2, it's stronger, stronger um, frames, in my opinion, thicker frames. So you don't break those, but still, it's like on the M2, I can see why it's needed. On an, on this size, you don't need it. Stuff the battery in there, plug it in, and go. Um, there's part of this battery thing that I don't know if it's a like or dislike. Um, the battery plugs right into the ESC. So it's a, it's like a, just think of it as like a JST type of connector, but just bigger. And it plugs right into the board. Some okay. people think that that's going to be, you know, a weak point. Um, right. Because you're plugging in and out on this board. I mean, the board it is, could, it could be, right. It's, it's sod, also one less connection. It's one less connection, but you know, you're talking about solder joints. So you're pushing on the solder yeah, joints, I mean, plugging it, it, it and unplugging it. Could it could be a time. problem. I can see so that. So it can form to be a problem, I would think. Um, so, I, but it hasn't become a problem for me, and I've crashed it well enough times that I think if it was a problem, it probably would have became one by now, right? I, think yeah. the I don't know if crashes would be. I think just over time, plugging yeah. and unplugging the battery. Yeah. Yeah. Fatigue it. So. Um, so, I'm, like I said, I'm not sure if it's a like or dislike, but I just wanted to mention it. Um, it comes with a small nut driver, kind of wrench kind of tool, um, because it uses these small little nuts. They're not like, they're just straight nuts. They're not the nuts that have like a plastic, you know, locking thing or anything like that. They're just a straight nut, and you use them all over the helicopter for uh, servo horn, the ball links, the balls itself. Mm-hmm. The um, your main um, rotor grips, right? They have the bolt on the bottom, so it's like this little red anodized tool that it comes with, which is kind of cool. And you also use it to take on and off the um, canopy mounts, which is doubles as your anti-rotation bracket screws. So when you have to replace that, you got to undo your canopy mounts to to pull that thing out. So it doubles okay. as a wrench for that, which is cool. Gives you a couple, you know. Um, ways of using it on the helicopter, and it comes with it. Uh, what I don't like, I guess we could go right into that. Yeah, is 
to having the need to buy a 1.0 millimeter hex driver. Uh, I don't know if you ever bought like hex driver kits, like normal size ones, right? Like 1.5 is usually the smallest you can get in a normal metric set. Yeah, unless you buy a macro set set that goes down to like point sure point five point seven or something. Yeah. You get a micro set, and that's the only time you'll get something that's one millimeter or mm-hmm. one point two. I know a line did that one point two for a while, which is awful. A lot of one point threes on yeah. different things. So yeah. if it comes with the one point hex um, that you need to take the servo horn, the servos off the heli. That's the bolt that they use to mount the servos. Like and uh, you know. Right angle bracket, whatever I'd call it, Allen key would have sufficed. Like a cheap one would have sufficed. Oh, so it didn't come with anything. It does not come with any. Okay. Which means That's you have to buy one. Yeah, you need to know. Order you that need to when know. You so for anyone thinking about buying the M1, buy it, but also buy the 1.0 millimeter hex driver that Buddy RC sells with it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm pushing Buddy RC because that's where I buy my stuff when it comes to this helicopter. I think Buddy RC and OMP are kind of like sister companies. Um, they're related somehow. I'm not sure how exactly, but um, so I just kind of go directly to the source, you know. Okay. Uh, let's see. I can easily blow out the tail. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very heavy finger when it comes to collective or I can be, and when I do certain maneuvers, I can blow out the tail a good 90, 100 degrees, 120 degrees, you know, I can blow it out. It's, um, you know, I can also do it on the M2, but it's definitely harder. Definitely yeah. harder. Yeah. Like the M2, you got to really dig and do a lot of stupid corners of the sticks to get, get it to blow out or a lot right. of right rudder stuff. Right. Um, but left rudder stuff, it's hard. Like left down tail funnels, you can be pretty much full collective hurricanes or funnels and it won't blow out, but. You know, you add a lot of cycling with that, then it'll it'll go. It's very hard to see. This thing is tiny, and because it's so fast, right? It can you can fly it so quickly back and forth in the small area. It it becomes kind of a blur, and it could be something that's due to my age and my eyes. Um, but it's very hard to see. You can't see the tail. You can see the canopy because it's I I bought the orange one, um, so I can see. But the tail boom is. You know, small little black boom, small little motor in the back, small little tail fin, all black. You can't really see it. The tail motor was like orangey. I don't know. I think mine's a purple one now because I replaced it. Um, but it's still like, I don't know. It's just not visible. And you can get you, know, you some uh, hot pink fingernail polish put on there. Yeah. And some binoculars. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would help. Are you, wear, are you wearing your glasses when you're flying it? Just no, 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 no. That's for that's for computers. That's for near sight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, maybe that'll help. I, I just got to fly it that closer, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, one of the main main dislikes I have about this is that the e the tail motor is connected through this very small connector. It looks like a spectrum connector, but it's, it's half the size. And spectrum meaning like the satellite connectors, right? The, the, little oh, the Pico uh, JST. Yeah, but this one is, is tiny. It's like two-thirds that size. And the problem is, is when you're you know, 
I've replaced tail motors before. You know, you dig the tail in enough, it'll or enough times, it'll kind of burn up the motor. It'll run hot. It'll basically melt the windings, and you know, it'll go bad. Um, or tail balloon replacements, right? So when you're doing a motor or a tail balloon replacement, um, you have to kind of pop the connector out, and you know, you can use a little screwdriver to help it, or you know, maybe hold the connector down on one side and kind of use a nail to kind of pop it off a little. Um, but eventually the connector kind of gets frayed because it's basically a plastic housing that's not mounted. What it is is basically your three wires directly off the PCB goes into this plastic housing and the plastic housing is just kind of mounted with the three wires. So as you're like prying things off, if you're not holding that, the wires, the connectors down very well and popping that little connector out, the housing and then popping it out, um, it ends up kind of bending and fraying a little. And eventually, it broke off the solder joint. Oh wow! Which then ruined the ESC, which means I had to buy a new ESC for it. You know, which wasn't a big deal. Like it wasn't, it wasn't expensive. I think it was under twenty bucks. But you know, it's like this sucks, right? Like you know, you have yeah. you crash, you're gonna replace the tail boom, you're gonna have to replace parts, and you know, the the connector that they use, you know, isn't like the M2. The M2s are little small bullets. So you can unplug them real easy. You can plug them back in. You know, no problems. You know, this one because it's that little micro plastic contain uh, connector. It just frays over time, and you'll end up breaking the solder joint. So, um, yeah. So I didn't like. You know, that's a big I, con. I in my agree. Opinion. Yeah, I agree. That's annoying. But on this size helicopter, what else could you do? I know. So when we get into if the you tech tips and mods, you'll, you'll see. a better connector. It'd be. Ten percent of weight of the heli. Yeah. Well, wait a minute, Steve. Uh, I was looking on Buddy R- RC's site. They do make a driver, a one point zero driver that you can get for three yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to buy it. Oh, okay. When you buy the you kit, have to, you don't, have don't, to order it. Yeah, like it doesn't come with it. Yeah, yeah but I, I was just gonna. Yeah, just yeah. Don't be an idiot like me though, like who bought there. the helicopter and didn't know about this, and then oh, was okay. like, "Oh crap, I can't fix my helicopter," you know, because. Yeah, I, I didn't check that this was a different screw. So even though I, I ordered the parts, I had to make a secondary order to get a 1.0 drive for them. And dude, I don't know if you touched on this or not. Uh, do, did you say like, does it come with a battery? Does it come with it any does. spare parts? Okay. It comes with one battery. Spare parts actually, it, it's weird. I, it came with like a tail fin, not a tail fin, a tail um, tail blades. Okay. And like a link or two. Okay. It didn't come with much, and M2 didn't also come with much either. You know, especially my big complaint about the tail fin, I mean, that's the tail blade. Right. Probably cracked on my first flight and I didn't have any spares, but I had spared main blades, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so, so, but the, you know, what was the price point on this again? I think it's two, two forty nine. 249 Yeah. You, you, get a, you get a really good flying helicopter for 249 And this size, that is, in my opinion, unheard of, like... You know, because the only thing competing in this size, in my opinion, is, is a blade helicopter, and they will not fly as good as this. Okay. I don't know what about the chemistry of this helicopter, of the the you know the frame layout, which the M1 reminds me very much of an Align 150. And okay. for some folks, that flew really well for for them. So think about it, like this is like a, a better version of the Align 150 with uh you know. 
dual brushless motor setup like the way it should be, right? Like good powerful motors. Okay. So what what else do we have? Any tech tips? Yeah, so so tech tips and mods, not, there's not much, right? Because this is like a bind and fly heli. There's not going to be much things you can do. Right. Um, but the one tech tip or mod I can think of, well, there's two. The first one is um, I actually use like five-minute epoxy and epoxy that plastic contain, like connector for the tail motor. So when I got mm-hmm. my replacement one, right, this time I was like, I'm, I know that I'm going to be unplugging and plugging this thing in often. So what I did is I I mixed up a little bit of epoxy, used a toothpick, and just glued that housing <laughs> into the board. Right. So that way, like, you know, now you have something actually supporting the connector and the wires, right? Like, or at least the mm-hmm. connector, which is what you're going to be pulling on. Um, so I'm hoping that this will help. So I think that's a tech tip slash mod you can do is use maybe um, rubber, like contact cement would work too, I think. Because that'll give a little bit of flex, but without with still holding. But yeah, I just ended up mixing some five minute epoxy and putting that on there. A little bit of um, goop or shoe goo, probably. Yeah, shoe goo would work too, right? Yeah, like yeah. A tiny amount with a toothpick. Yes, with a toothpick. That's the key point. Mm. This is tiny. Like the ESC board is, where is it here? It's about an inch and a half by three quarters of an inch wide. And that connector is next to this four pin, you know, um, <laughs> Looks like a a servo connector type of deal, but it's a little four pin. Then I guess, and it's right next to that, and ends up like I don't know. It's small. Yeah. It's, it's just tiny. So you want to make sure uh, you you just support that with just a little bit of glue on each side and so on the back part. So what you're saying is you can't do like Kevin and cut the tip off about halfway down and you just squirt it out all over it. I mean, you could if you never want to take it apart. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hey, that um, works. That works. <laughs> You'll get some out of the tube for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then for mods, besides that, what I've been doing on on the logo and I've been on on the all micros on this size is now I've been putting orange um, vinyl on the tail boom and fin. Um, really the fin doesn't do much. You can't spot the fin when it's flying as much, but the tail boom, you see an orange stick sticking out of that helicopter on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely helps when you're doing slow pirouetting maneuvers. Like if you're trying to do pirouetting circuits and, you know, let's say you're, you're pirouetting like, you know, maybe 360 every second to two seconds, you know, not a super fast pirouette. It's mm-hmm. easier to track when you have some, just a vinyl strip on the, on the tail fin. Um, I mean on the tail boom. You know, I'll take it and basically take a, a one-inch strip or less than that. Stick it on top. It's a teardrop tail boom, so it's flat on top. And then you can just kind of wrap it around to the bottom where it kind of meets as a V. Um, love the design of tear, teardrop tail booms. Um, the M2 also has that and the M2 version 2 version, not the Explorer. Um, and so does the M1. I think it's a great design. I think it's a great design that I think Compass was the one I first saw it on. And I've liked it ever since they did it on theirs. This one's a little bit more boxier um, teardrop design. But it it works. It's nice. Cool. Okay. Sweet. So, what's your conclusion? So, the M1. Yeah. The M1 is, it's unsurprising how great it is. It's, it's, 
coming after the great platform and experience set by an M2. So the expectations, although I thought I would have come into this thing with high expectations, I actually came with it with really low expectations um, because of the size. It really threw me off. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't believe how how good it flew for such a small size. And you know, it's something that I want to share and I want other people to to try out. It's just it sucks that. 99% of the time I, I have this helicopter it's broken because I crash it. So I did bring it to Spring Fling for people to try, but it was crashed and I didn't fix it. So sorry for, for all those folks that wanted to try it. Um, the tail holds really well. It has you know decent amount of power. It's quick in the air. Um, it can do pitch pumps if that's what you like to do, pitch pump up and down. It can go from 5 feet to 20 feet in you know, a second too. It's It's quick. The tail holds when you're doing pitch pumps and you're doing much, you know, a lot of like flying maneuvers. It holds, um, you know, if you dig into the collective and dig into any cyclic or, you know, or, uh, elevator, you can, you can blow it out. If you go full collective, positive, full negative, you can blow it out. Um, you know, just don't fly like that <laughs> and it'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Physics. It's yeah. It's a small right. one. It'd be hard to not do that. Yeah. Um you know the tail the tail motor does drive only in one direction. So it compensates with torque. You know, it's compensating for the torque of the blade. So when you're trying to do right rudder stuff, it just either shuts off the tail motor or speeds up the head, in fact, to get you a little bit more um right rudder torque. Um the rolls flips, it's very nice. It feels very balanced and very on axis. When you're rolling, when you're flipping, it feels very on the main shaft, on the main gear type of flipping, which is fun when you're doing backwards flying and you do like a, you know, you're upright, flip inverted, flip upright, then flip a quarter way. It's kind of a lot of like pros do this, but like when you're at the end, you flip quarter and you do a an inverted half circuit, right? Like you just kind of whip your tail around. And you can do like TikToks and stuff. Um, it doesn't TikTok very well because it's so small; it drops out of air too quick, in my opinion. Um, if you're good with bringing the helicopter back and forth at a good 45 or beyond that, it can you can TikTok it. But you know, if you try to like bang it and have it straight up and down, it's just going to fall to the ground. So it's not that type of um, maneuver type of machine, right? You know, it's meant it's definitely shines when you're doing. A lot of flips and a lot of flying circuits. I think it tracks really well. Um, the visibility on the orange canopy is very nice. Although I definitely say if you're gonna if you're gonna do a lot of pirouetting maneuvers or you're new at at sighting the size helicopter, I'd say put some vinyl on the tail boom help help you sight it. Um, you know, don't be vain. Go off color if you want. Like I got an orange canopy. Like on my logo 200, right? Like I got an orange and green logo 200 canopy. There's orange vinyl on the back. I might put lime green on the orange vinyls, right? You know, orange canopy ones, like to offset it. Yeah, it's it's it flies great. You know, everything's cheap about it. Everything's cheap about it. Batteries to parts to even electronics that I had to replace, like the boards and everything. It's surprisingly cheap for the parts. So it's very um, confident building, and I think. I don't think this is a good first helicopter for folks. Yeah. I think this is the first. I think this is a this M1, M2. I think are first uh, 3D helicopters people can get. 
if they're coming off a of micros or fixed pitch and things like that, I think this this would be a good medium before you start getting into kits and building and getting into that complexity of of the hobby. Um, you know, for folks that are like coming off of a blade helicopter, you know, especially even if it's a fixed pitch one, you know, like a nano or the um, what's the other ones have the one thirty. Um, the 130, the 150S, the 130S, like all those like ones that have its brushless tail motor set up and everything, this way outperforms it. it. It does. And when you start flying 3D with this, you'll notice why it was so much harder and on a blade helicopter to do 3D. It's, it's not consistent when you're flipping. It like flips and it feels different rates as you're flipping. It's just there's too much flex in the plastic and the way it's built. This this is a lot nicer. It does still have a plastic frame, but it has a nice aluminum um, main board plate or main plate that has your servo mounts and your motor and everything else. So that's stiff, and that's what you feel. You feel this nice reactive helicopter in the air. Okay. All right. And then last bit we have is the comparison bit, huh? I'm just gonna go right into this, and it's not it's it's hard to compare these two because, in my opinion, the M1, M2 are both fantastically great micro helis. Okay. Um, OMP has broke the mode, I think, when it comes to two motor micros. Okay, because I, you know an Oxy three could be considered a micro heli, I think. Meh, maybe not. Maybe a little too big. Um, so the main differences are the size of the helis, and as far as performance, M1, uh, like I mentioned, doesn't have the tail hold, um, that the M2 has. Um, the M1 definitely will crash better. It has a lot less momentum, a lot smaller everything. So, um, you know, you'll most likely won't have to fix it as much as the M2. The M2... Um, is easier to work on though because it is bigger. Everything spread out a little bit more. Same design as far as the way that the servos mount, the way the flybrows unit set up, and everything. Like just the location of everything, the design of everything is it's very similar. Um, but you know, the size wins on that, right? It'll crash better at the smaller size. Right, right. One thing good about them too, while when you're working on, it, is that like the screws are a little bit bigger, right? <laughs> like. The M1 screws are ridiculously small, especially the 1.0 millimeter screws. So, depending on how big your hands are, um, they can be a little bit of a pain. Uh, the M2 does fly faster than the M1. Even though the M1, I rave about how fast it flies, it does fly faster. And in my opinion, it has a way better fly rolls unit. It. Um, it's tunable. I don't believe I can tune the M1. I never actually tried. I don't think you can, though. Um, but, yeah, the M2 just it, it actually feels a little bit more locked in. And you can tune it. You can change the rates. You can change um, your gyro settings. You can change the um, the agility. Um, all in the flybrush union with, with, you know, with a, basically with a little stick and some lights. Um, no tray. Beats an okay tray system. In the M2, so I think that's definitely better. The M1, you know, I've probably crashed them both equally 
I would say probably they were both roughly in that 20 crashes or more. Um, I've yet to break an M2 frame. Like a lower half, top half, don't matter. Either half. I've yet to break anything to do with the frame of the helicopter. On the M1, I think after my, I think my first or second crash, I, you know, put a crack in this one side of the frame and, you know, he glued it and you put a crack on the other side of the frame. So, you know, it, it does come down to the materials, in my opinion. Um, you know, we're not talking about logos, you know, where they use a composite or, or, you know, MSH, right? Where they're using a composite plastic. This is straight up like plastic, you know, like it, you crash it, it's going to crack or break. Yeah. So mm-hmm. carbon, fiber, carbon fiber and aluminum versus plastic and aluminum, you know, the carbon fiber has a little flex to it. It'll bounce. It'll kind of, it'll take the impact, I think, a little bit better than uh, than the plastic frames. So, uh, yeah. So M1, you can break the frames. I bought two sets and prep for it, you know. M2, um, I have never bought a, never broken a frame, but I have bought a set of frames for my Logo 200. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah, there's gonna be a review and a comparison between that and a M2. But uh, yeah, I think that's really it. That's all I wrote. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Hey, I've got a question. Yeah. Um, talking about uh, working on it and doing the servo horns and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's all involved with replacing a servo horn? Do you have to center it or is there like, how do you, how do you accomplish that? So yes, you do have to center it. Um, but it's like you can center it many ways. You can just have the machine live, take the servo off, take the, you know, take the broken horn off, put the new one at mid stick. Mm-hmm. It's close enough and that'll be fine. And then just put it back in together. Um, Another thing you can do is, and this guy guess could fall kind of under a tech tip, but you can mark your your servo um, center mark. So find a center of your servo, or maybe from your so last sp- servo, and mark the spline. Yeah. So the splines on all the horns are all identical. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That makes it easier because usually you know the the splines and uh, the horns are different. So if you put a a new horn on a servo, it's rarely ever in the exact same spot. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I've never had the. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's always worked for me. It's always been the same. I, the mode's the same or what? But yeah. Hmm. Okay. Can Any you go adjust or? anything like to level the swash or anything like that? Is there a way um, to get into the programming somehow. Let me see here. I, there is a manual that comes with it. Um, Steve obviously never opened the manual. No. Okay. <laughs> M1 flight control settings. So there is a manual and there is a set and a couple buttons. So, yes, it looks exactly like the same setup you can do on the M2. Yeah. To be honest, I never needed to look at this stuff because everything flew great. I. Didn't need to make it faster. It felt fast enough. The M2, although, so here's a comparison difference. The M2, I did have to adjust. I did want to adjust and make it faster. The cyclic was too slow for me. Some people said, depending on if you get the Explore versus the uh, version 2, they said that the 
tail is too fast on the Explorer, but too slow on the uh, version 2. And I do find the tail to be too slow also. So overall, from the, the blinky lights, 5 is default. I cranked everything up to 7 and turned the gains down a little on the M2 while, and the pitch down on the M2. While on the M1, I didn't change anything. I left the default and flew right out the box and loved the way it flew from default settings. Okay, cool. So it is adjustable in the M1. Yes, yes, it is. Just like the M2. Okay. Very yeah. cool, dude. Okay. Now I do have a question. Um, yeah. I was going to say, when I got in my, like, when I first got into the hobby and was flying, like, my uh, blades, you know, like my 120SR or the MCPX, mm-hmm. like, they did great on as far as indoors, but, like, when you took them outdoors, it, it almost had to be, like, no wind whatsoever without the wind messing with it. I mean, how's. Mm-hmm. As far as the stability, how does it do as far as outside? I mean, obviously, it's an outside machine, but compared to like what Blade, how Blade would handle. Yeah. So, first of all, I've never flew it indoors just to try right. it. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> the first flight outdoors, I, I, I'm glad I made that choice because if I flew it indoors, it would have hit a TV or gone through a window because it it's fast. <laughs> It's it's also, you know, when you fly these little helis, they kind of scream. They're kind of intimidating because they're like, Wah! and the tail's like, oh, 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 oh. you know, like barking at you and stuff. It's like all making all these sorts of noises. Wait, and what stuff. was that again? I, I can't even do it. that again. It was like, it was, it's, yeah, all these weird noises, right? So it's like to do that indoors would be terrifying. It'd be kind of, I don't know, you're an idiot for doing that, in my opinion. <laughs> like, unless you have a decent size garage tall ceilings i just think it's uh it's a little too much um but your question about the wind yeah the wind will push it around but it has enough power to fight through anything like you you know if you can make the corrections you can still make it fly in the wind no matter what it just it like downwind it'll fly quick downwind upwind yeah you know it'll have a little bit less speed but you just have to be careful. It is a light, small heli, but it has power to cut through the wind. But if you're going with the wind, oh boy, that thing's gonna go. Yeah. Oh <laughs> ass. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. Uh, you know, a lot of people have gotten into the blade helis as like their first bind and fly mm-hmm. or whatever. Is yeah. it similar to that in the radio setup? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same setup. You kind of go and you would. You do your first thing, right? Your first thing you would do is you would kind of, before you even bind, you would kind of set your, like, maybe your channels and stuff, right? Like your right. input channel and stuff. Um, all that was default. You know, your, okay. your flight mode setting is the gear channel, right? Which is like channel five or six or whatever is the gear channel. Whatever the default is, it should be fine. Um, follow that video then from TJ Williams. He really goes over all of it on the setup, but. Yeah, it's very similar to that. You would set your endpoints. You would set your, you know, bank one, your idle up one, idle up two, uh, curves and all that stuff. Um, okay. Pretty much exactly the same. Except the only difference, which is a con, I guess, in my opinion, is they don't give you that setup. Like, you don't get a manual saying, like, Blade oh, does, here right? It is. Here's your setup for DX9 or DX6. Right, or right. Even if it said, here's your setup for a Spectrum setup or here's a setup for like Futaba setup, right? It doesn't give you any of that stuff. So 
because that there's these videos, it was easy to say, okay, let me follow this guy's video and, and do the things, and it worked. If I didn't have that, I think you would kind of guess, right? You would have to take your normal settings, right? Like, I'll do a normal throttle curve in bank one. I'll do my idle ups, you know, my throttle curve and my pitch curves and whatever, you know, like however you want to set it. You would kind of go through your normal setup like you would with a blade helicopter. It's just there's no instructions to tell you that. Okay. All right. About all the questions I had. Cool. All right. Let's move it on. All right. Let's I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even going to ask if we have a planker segment. I've been seeing his pictures with his his lady friends, so I know he. We don't got no planker segment. Oh yeah. We ain't got no plankers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're now hiring for a new planker. We're taking all applications. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, no one can replace Mike though. All right, news and announcements. Yeah, news and announcements. What, what do we do got? We, we got some news from this Maxtronics fly uh, barless stuff. Yeah. They've got a new unit that is called the Max ASG fly barless system with rescue function. And ASG stands for automatic glow plug system for nitro helicopters. Oh, uh, you had Javier right until that point. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, Javier's all Neo now. He's all V-bar. Oh, is he? Um, it does yeah. some other stuff as well. That's cool, though. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty neat. What it is, um, I had to go to the website and figure it out. But they have a, their own glow driver called Smart Glow Igniter for Max. And it's okay. a tiny little thing with just two leads that plug in to your, your glow plug and then ground your engine. Mm-hmm. And okay, then I so guess yeah. you yeah, you can use a, a servo connector to connect this mm-hmm. to the, the, the fly barless unit itself. That's cool. And it, yeah, it automatically activates glow when it detects machine is starting. No need to do yeah. anything on the transmitter. Everything is completely automatic. Uh, no external glow plug starter. Just mount it on your heli and forget it. It automatically turns off in five seconds. It prohibits engine start when detecting high throttle. That's awesome. Only start when engine throttle is less than 25%. Uh-huh. Run through the specs here. It's 1.3 volts, 6 amps maximum output, input 5 to 10 volts. So that's pretty cool. Now my question say, is, <laughs> uh, does this only work with their... Yes. Yes, it only works with, with the, the max, max fly barless fly unit. Oh, okay. It's only c- compatible with that. It says you do need to place magnets magnets on the engine fan or use the RPM sensor to read the engine crankshaft. Okay. So you would need some yeah. sort of probably backplate sensor, motors on the f- uh Magnets on the fan, something so that it can tell that the engine's spinning, so it knows to kick this thing on. But it's weird the way that they word it. Maybe it's just a, you know, failure of Chinese. Yeah, there's a lot English. of translation. Weirdness. But it says need to place so. magnets on the engine fan or use an RPM sensor to read the engine crankshaft. So like a spectrum backplate, 
or yeah, magnets. So, but what what reads the magnets though? Uh, well, I guess they forgot to put the sensor that reads the magnets. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was, no, you know I was what I mean? Saying, is there something built in that it reads the magnets though? You just have to put magnets in and it reads yeah. it? Well, I, I think, so what I think they're getting at is, and I don't think anybody does this anymore, but you know, you used to put magnets in the, the main gear and stuff to read RPM. Yeah, um, it's now or at all, least I've heard of that a long time ago. The oh, point wait. is, you have to have something that's on the engine itself reading your RPM. Otherwise, it won't know when to turn on. Right. Not something on your, like you're saying, your main gear, right? That makes sense. Yeah. I don't think that's even a thing really anymore. No, not anymore. It used to be. Um, but along with the other stuff with this, this ASG unit, they say uh it's got cyclic and throttle control for 760 US servos micropulse that's pretty cool i don't know if they're old the other one did that or not actually don't see a comparison it has a rescue they have a gps unit and stuff for them as well i don't know it's looking pretty cool the unit itself is $188, and this mm-hmm. Smart Glow igniter is $45. Yeah, it's priced pretty well. Um, I know Luca's been pushing this brand. Mm-hmm. So I know Devin and, and Rob's been testing this out. So yeah, I think they're um, they're also waiting for the radio to come out because that's when it's gonna, yeah. I think, really start blowing up. Is when they'll yeah, have sure. the fully integrated radio released in America. Right. Oh, right, right. Agree. I knew I recognized the name somewhere. Yeah. To have a governor in this unit as well, Nitro Governor. I don't know if the other one had the governor, the Mm. older one. I don't think the older one did, no. Uh, And this one also, like I said, supports a 760 micropulse throttle servo, which is kind of cool as well. Ooh, on the throttle side too. Yeah, throttle. Mm -hmm. Because I like that. Sometimes I'll have a tail servo. (laughs) Like, "Eh, why can't I use this throttle servo, right? It's an auto trim. Auto auto trim deal. Mm -hmm. SQ. uh, Drop radio signal indicator. says the LED light on the max unit will blink if detecting more than 50 milliseconds milliseconds radio signal loss it can be viewed in table logger in the mac software sweet so yeah anyway check it out yeah it looks, looks like neat. it's feature rich and yeah at a good price point yep check it out all right speaking of luca we got uh, news from oxy saying that he's going to quit going by numbers and come up with mm, names like everybody else does and the first one is the oxy flash and this is going to be a 700 size oh uh, yeah machine it says well it says machine steps forward was done in our new 700 machines what that means maybe more than one Uh, maybe we decided not to use numbers anymore. We like changes, so we'll not have an Oxy 7. The first one is Oxy Flash. This um, name calls it impressive agility and adrenaline feeling. Super lightweight 700 concept to compete in the lower weight class. We're talking about a 4.6 kilogram ready to fly limit. 
and that's around 10 pounds. Yes, sir. Nice. It's, they've got some out in testing. Pilots are testing now. I don't have any details or specs as of yet, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about going to these lightweight, dumb names. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I know how I feel about lightweight. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah. Wait a minute, you got a raw? I know, and it's the stupidest fucking name I've ever heard. <laughs> I hate it. I don't, I don't like. Flash I don't like what people better. call it. Flash is kind of dumb too. Yeah. I'm sorry, Luca, but it is it's what it is. I hope the next one they come out with is the Oxy Batman or the yeah, Oxy no Aquaman or Wonder Woman. They could do that. <laughs> Keep along those yeah, lines. That's true. That's true. Now, I'm actually glad this is out, though, because I've kind of known about this for uh, probably close to a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had to keep my mouth shut. Um, yeah. Which I very I have to pat myself on the back. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, you did good. I did good. I didn't really didn't tell anybody, and uh, mm-hmm. I got to thank the people who uh, entrusted me. And uh, I actually saw some video of this flying probably about a month or two ago, maybe a month nice. ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we might see it. We might see it at Urcha. Yeah, yeah. I expect to see some at Urcha. Yeah, we were all the guys Discord. with the testing. We were all in Discord when the when Luca made the post and uh yeah. All of our jaws hit the floor. I there still there was no details given, you know, because obviously Devin can't share. Your but, jaw uh, hit the floor because the name so terrible. Un- <laughs> no, the fact that oh shit, they, they got a small seven hundred class coming out that it just dropped the news on it. And of course uh I have a friend of mine that's been patiently waiting for uh, Oxy to release a 700 class or something similar. Mm-hmm. A lot I, of people have been waiting for Oxy to I sent, produce 700. Yeah. I sent the, a buddy of mine, Jeff, uh, the link, and his first reaction was, I'm fucking buying it. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So, I'm definitely yeah, going to get I, one of these. I, I think there's quite a few yeah. people that are pumped about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I like I would like a lightweight 700. Mm-hmm. I've never had a super lightweight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's cool. I'm sure Lucas did. It'll be, it'll be good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard that, you know, a couple of different things that it's not just uh, a large oxy five either. You know, I've heard that there's been a lot of work involved. I mean, obviously it's still an oxy and it's still going to be a low parts count. But, uh, you know, it's not just... Mm, I mean, it looks like an Oxy-5. It really does. Well, I mean, they all... You know, I mean, obviously... Oh, uh, it's a flash. They're yeah. all Oxys, but yeah, Obviously, they're going to they're gonna beef things up and change things, but I'm curious what the other one's going to look like. Because the other one, I think, because he's saying both new helis, right? Another one, I think the other one's going to look... It's going to be a totally, totally redesign of the Oxy brand. I don't think it's going to follow the same suit as the Oxy 5 line. We'll see. We'll see yeah. soon. He's going to name it the Martian Manhunter. Yes. <laughs> the Oxy Mitzelplex. Mitzelplex. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to be cool, he's got to really dig deep and get some of those obscure. Right. Uh, uh, let's see. Names, go the, on. The Oxy Bizarro. 
<laughs> Isn't that your wife's last day? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, shit. Yep. She's married to me. How bizarro is that? Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> weird. Yep. All right. What else we got? <laughs> because I'm Superman and she's my polar opposite. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else we got. <laughs> the Urcha Jamboree is coming. Oh my August God, 4th through the 8th. Be here yeah. before you know it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Got like a month. Oh, wait. How are we going to do a drawing? What, no, not tonight. Right remember? I don't remember. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay, Just go. simmer down over there. Simmer. Can't wait. You know? Never been urged before. Might win. Simmer. You're not going to win anything. I don't have anything to say about it. Damn. I'm just kidding. We are. You should say I'll treat my enemies. I know. Shit. Wow. Um, I wanted to list some of the sponsors here for Urcha. Uh, Platinum sponsors, Horizon Hobby. They got the gold as Scorpion, Futaba, Buddy RC, and Ego Drift. And silver sponsors, XL Power, BK Hobbies, SAB USA, BK Servos, Miniature Aircraft, Contronic, Heli Direct, Nick Maxwell Products, Peak Aircraft, and Vario Helicopter. So we want to thank all those people for supporting the Jamboree. And they say pre-register now as the pre-registration price will increase on July 15th. Usually goes from like a hundred bucks to like one twenty five or something like that. So if you're going, pre-register. Do it now. Yeah. Yep. That's all for news and announcements. Don't forget to join our Urcha registration giveaway. Where can they find the link for that, Steve? Uh, Facebook. Yeah. We're also what about folks we'll, that aren't on Facebook. Yeah, we'll also add it to our free for RC podcast show links. Yeah. MySpace? Is there a MySpace link? Uh, no MySpace. I have a chat room started. Can we post it in there? Come yes. to our Discord. I um Holy crap, XP 263 and there's nothing in there. How many Oh my god, what's the last time this was updated? <laughs> a long time ago. 260. Just put it at the very top. Yeah, I'll put it at the very top. I have a chain letter and a manila envelope that's going around. <laughs> Could we add it to that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All yep. right. Enter it. You might win. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Okay. What do we got here? What's next for you in the hobby? Uh, What's next for me? What's next for you? What's next for all of us? What's next for me is, let's see, I'm going to try and make Discord. I got to apologize to you guys in, that are Discord and I haven't been there. It's been difficult because Friday night, uh, the kids always want to go out for dinner and we've been going out and I've been getting back kind of late and I've been kind of dead tired. And last weekend we went to this Italian place and we wound up coming home. I don't even know what time it was. 10 o'clock maybe. And, uh, yeah, so I've been like full of pasta and I'm going like just to the couch. I wasn't getting in discord, but yeah, hopefully I can get there and, uh, say hi to everybody 
one of these Fridays, and uh, hopefully I can get some more flying in this weekend. It's been great weather down here in sunny South Florida. I actually thought it was going to be too hot at some point to fly, but, man, I've been just loving it. The canopy's good uh, that they have at the field, and like I said, it's a really nice field. Everybody's cool, and it's been good. Generator started right up after sitting for like a year. And uh, things are good. So who's next? I'm next. Go next. I want to do a little bit of work on my gasser. I'm going to switch out the exhaust pipe. I've got that M-Studio, whatever it's called, uh, pipe to put on there that's lighter. I don't know how much lighter, but I'm going to weigh it and see. Yeah, It looks like a more of a nitro-style pipe compared to that big It is. It's quite got, a yeah. bit. It's probably a lot lighter because the, yeah. the the power pipe, the TRM power pipe I have on it now is pretty big thing. Uh-huh. And the other one's quite a bit smaller. It's a little bit longer. Yep. So I think it, it should work better. And I don't know what else I need to do. I just kind of need to go over it. I haven't really touched it in hundreds of flights. So I might need to check it over give it a little bit of maintenance some tlc get ready for urcha and probably try to get some flying in this week maybe get a few packs here and there yep that's all i've have planned we'll see how much of that i accomplish probably cool. nothing because you know me yeah we know you all too well i know uh-huh no you probably do some of it I'll think about it at least. That's all I can guarantee. <laughs> That's all we can ask. Just think about yeah. it. Yeah. I might be sitting there in my recliner watching TV and like, you know, I should work on that heli. Mm. And I'll be like, nah, I'll just <laughs> keep sitting here. It's got to be at least a couple degrees hotter outside. Nah, screw it. I'll stay in here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should work on that heli. Oh, it's all the way in the camper. I mean, to have to walk outside and go get it. No, just forget it. Just forget it. Not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. It really isn't. Nice. All right. Who's next? Oh, I'll go ahead and go next. Uh, aside from working and, uh, you know, just kind of going through things before packing. Um, I'll end up being on Discord as always. Um, I'm going to try to get some wrenching done on this discord. Um, I've just been working like crazy. So sometimes I would be on discord for a little while and, you know, working. So, uh, I I could probably use a night to just chill for a little bit and kind of decompress. Um, I'll be doing 12 hour shifts, uh, 7P to 7A. So I, I might try to get a couple flights in in, in the morning time uh, Saturday, um, and then just kind of gear up for the night shift. Um, that's all I really got going. Was that a little bit of a dig at me, Ian? Uh, I'm going to be in Discord as always. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Say Discord one more time while you're at it. The the, e, the Ian Discord. is coming out. I'm going to be in Discord or that cord. I don't know which one. 
Either one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think I've missed Discord ever since. Uh... Oh, my God, I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what can I tell it. you? We get it. <laughs> no, I'm normally kidding. Sometimes you're the only one there keeping the mm. ship afloat. Literally you're the, the only, only one, one there. there. <laughs> oh, you guys I are been so there bad. A month or two. I have, uh, yeah. Um, well, Steve, I'm, come on. Yeah, you know, I'm there when Kevin's not there, but even then, I'm I'm not there now. He's, he's the only one that <laughs> doesn't have anything to do. We all got lives. Even when you're there, Steve, you're not there. Yes. That's what you're trying to say? <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. So, what are you doing, Steve? Uh, what am I doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm waiting for a whole bunch of parts. Three orders. Okay. Yeah. I also ordered some stuff from Anything Heli. Um, anyway, so let's see. I got to go over to Goblin Raw Nitro. Um, it's probably about seven or eight flights on that now. And I just want to go over all the bolts, make sure everything's good. Um, maybe actually clean the helicopter for once um, so I can actually go over the bolts and make sure it's good. Um, and then, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about ordering another helicopter. Oh my God! So, oh, so you know that ESC that I bought um, last that kind of set me back, um, but that's pretty much paid off now. So, you know, I'll pay it off at the end of this week. So, I think uh, I might I might bust out a little bit line of credit, and I'm thinking about getting another raw. Dude, are you selling kidneys at this point? Like, how are you coming up with all this? Damn, the money home, tree. I don't go out. No, I do true. have a money tree, but no, I don't go out anymore. You know, like we go out <laughs> he, to eat here and there. But he had a money tree, but he crashed a heli into it. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, then, and then took all the money and spent it on fixing that heli. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I haven't decided yet because the way I'm looking at it is, I have I have some extra hardware. I have some servos. I have everything except for maybe a Neo. And even then, I kind of have a Neo I can use. And so I could get another raw up in the air fairly quick. I have packs for it. I can share packs. That's not a problem. Um, And I was thinking of getting that kind of outfitted for now until Carrie's gasser comes out. And when that conversion comes out, that's when I'm going to deprecate my or sunset my old Black Thunder gasser and put that motor and everything into the raw gasser. Okay. So I, I'm going to need a, an airframe anyways, so I figure maybe I'll get it now, fly it, have a spare, you know, have like these two Rawls I can fly. Um, one will be like an X-Nova and a YG-130, the other one will, will have the Eagle Drift and probably a 23 or 24 tooth pinion and the 205 YG in it, right? Like so, uh, so I'm thinking about doing like a crazy setup and a more tame setup on, on, my, on an extra Raw that I, I would get. And then when that that conversion kit comes out, I'll, I'll get that kit, and I'll, that way I don't have to buy a raw and a conversion kit around the same time, which will make you feel like I'm spending way too much money, if that is even possible. At this um, point, no. Yeah, right. At this point, so <laughs> so I don't know. It's that's just my, my way of justifying. Let me maybe buy something now because I don't owe a firm money. <laughs> Right, so like I'm not gonna be owning that money, and I'm like I got I got this 
nice line of credit from them I can use and paid off in a couple months anyways. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. We'll see. But really, I'm waiting for these damn parts to come in so I can do some more flying in my backyard. I'm really having a good time after work. Bust out three or four flights. I feel like Andy, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. You know? Just be able to go outside and fly. It's great. Gosh. Mm-hmm. I put... Um I relocated a plant that I had into a flower pot, and I felt like Andy, but on a smaller scale. (laughs) (laughs) I went outside this morning and watered my plants that are in buckets, and I felt like Andy at a much smaller scale. (laughs) I started making fun of Ian a little bit. Just like Andy on the smaller scale. So what you're saying is you guys are just like me, but smaller. Yes. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm saying okay. that. <laughs> but, then again, but then again, all I did was stick my finger in the dirt and drop the seeds <laughs> and covered it up. Oh, shit. I pull, I pull That's all the, I do. I pulled the Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah. That's all I do. It's easy. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. if Ian can do it, it's got to be easy. Oh, oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? I don't know. Somebody save us. What do we got next? Yeah. Listener pipeline? Do we have any? I don't any? think we have any. No, I didn't see any. Well, what did you guys play last week? Anything? Yeah, we played two. If you listen to the show, you'd know that. Hey, I yeah, didn't listen. listen. I have a 20 minute commute. I'm I'm basically got enough time to like listen to Siri tell me to like make. I a have left. a two minute commute. And I still listen to it. Yeah, but you're on the the thing all all day long, listening to uh, podcasts. Sometimes, sometimes in, in the yeah. cab of that big whatever it is. Yeah, you're flying. You got a million miles to fly through space, and you got all this time to listen to it. I'm um, <laughs> I'm at work. I got work to do. I got Steve Shaw running in and out. He comes in, puts the hammer down, gets everybody working. Comes in, asks you how much progress you made on his heli, and leaves again. Yeah, exactly. Or ask for those TPS reports. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's in suspenders. Yeah. What I'm going to need to it's do is cup. go on ahead and uh, forward me over those TPS reports. And by the way, can you work this weekend? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, not a, putting the goblins together is going very slow because he doesn't give me any tools or any sunlight. So I, it's hard to do in the dark. <laughs> yeah, so. He moved you down to the basement moved, office. Yes. Yeah. The basement Stole office. Stole your stapler. Yep. Stole your stapler. Yep. Damn. No, dude. You're rough over there. Honestly, that job it's going so, uh, so well. I'm just hoping it never. Like everybody I work with is super fantastic, really good people, and uh, the job's pretty good. You know, I'm learning a lot. It's not completely new to me, but you know, I'm kind of kind of got a a grip on a lot of different aspects of the job. So hey, it's coming together, though. I just can't wait to get uh, down to where I can. Do what I got to do, you know, on a regular basis and not, you know, become second nature. And it is, mm-hmm. you know, it's it slowly is. So, uh, it's good, man. It's really, I'm, in, I'm enjoying myself a lot better than what I was doing for damn sure. 
That's great. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do we got? Uh, anything over the past week from, we got no listener pipeline, but I guess we'll move on to whatever it is we do next. All right, let's wrap it up. Oh, we wrap it up. Yeah. Facebook likes, we were at 1,358. That's minus three this week. Damn it. And and the three are, I know, I don't know the names. Bill and one, two, and three. Bill and two is one of them. Yep. (laughs) No, so, uh, I checked. Our numbers went down. Damn it, listeners. Oh, well. It's been going uh, down every week. Yeah, when I'm not on the show, it's been going not down. There, right. so. Sorry. Damn it, Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> of course, it's my fault. Yes. It's my mother. She couldn't take it as anymore. Well, She's, she dropped as us. it is. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Sorry Mom. Drop. Sorry you was dropped as a kid. Okay, yeah. Facebook comments. What do we got? <laughs> uh, we got some comments on Facebook. Uh, last episode was uh, your guys' recap of the 2021 Dragonfly. Dragonfly. That was Dra- a good event. Dragonfly. John Titus said, thanks, guys, for the shout-out. John Titus. Uh, looking forward to next year. Rod Gullet said, Jesus took long enough. What's the da- Who is the damn manager around here? <laughs> oh yeah that was uh yeah sorry everyone my internet went down thursday night and it was actually down till friday at uh, what time was it it was like like 11 something 11 30 12 o'clock when it came back yeah so it was i guess a little storm went through and knocked down freaking xfinity down yeah anyways damn it xfinity yeah. And the funny thing is like I think Andy got done quite late and he, he texted me and I'm, I'm like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to get this and I try to do it on my phone as a hotspot. I'm like, oh, I'll get this going, I'll get this going. Downloading, downloading, it's like it's not downloading. I'm like I'm like, shit, if I can't even download I can't upload. So I like mentioned it in back, can you upload it? And I'm like, he's not gonna see this. It was, it was like Yeah, I didn't see it till the next morning. Yeah. It was the next morning and I was like, I'm trying, I need someone to do it for me. I can't do it, so yeah. yeah. Thanks, whoever. I think Andy. You Andy, care, I right? got it. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. I had to learn how, but I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> so Andy replied, "Rod Gullet, have you ever tried to manage a group of stray cats? That's what mm-hmm. that's what it is like here." Uh, Eric Shue said, "That guy that switched from the icon to V bar overnight? Question mark. Yeah, that's my doing. I fixed his laptop overnight too. Fun fly, Eric at work, baby. Wow." Nice. nice. Good job, Eric. I can only imagine. Uh, well, hopefully he wasn't drinking when he fixed the laptop. Well, I don't know. Oh, or hopefully he was. I don't maybe, know if he does maybe better. Maybe he was. And, yeah. yeah. Maybe now he's getting free pay-per-view. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, John Titus said, Eric Shu, is he the one who didn't pay? And uh, Eric Shu said, yes, that's him. Tom Shin said, after that, I got his icon all set up and Michael Maiden the heli. Smack my face emoji. So it's funny because Michael made that heli and, and all that happened. And yeah, and then he was on a V bar. So, like, and then it was another person helping him set up that whole helicopter and getting it going. Yeah, you'd think once they got it all sorted out and flew Why didn't it, you just fly it. Just leave it. Yeah, just leave it and fly it a while. Yeah. I mean, change, but later or whatever, if he wants yeah. to, I wouldn't change at the event. Especially like you know, Weird. I think I think I think the guy spent a good 
spent a good amount of time working on that icon, you know? Yeah. So. And Steve, you also posted a video of Dan flying his um, T-Rex 700 Nitro. Is Which that- I was surprised it even came out. That that video, um, the field does not have good self-service there. You're like one, two bars max. So Is that Dan um, Renane? Yes, that's Dan Renane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't do more live videos from there. It's just self-service was spo- so spotty, I, I didn't bother. Dude, this um, is a really good video. Like, I'm watching it, obviously, without sound. Um, uh-huh. But the orange blades. For one, the orange blades underside uh, yeah. is amazing. And yeah. you're doing a really good job of taking video. And Dan's super smooth at this flight. Yeah. And I mean, his flying is just, he's an amazing pilot. We say it all the yes. time. I mean, but. He is. He's the man. He is. And just very smooth. You want to see some good pilot skills, man. Check that video out. Very cool. And Douglas Boish said, looks like an electric motor is hot and smoking. Uh-huh. That's Nitro, Doug. Uh, and that's all I saw. Awesome. Oh, you saw? There's tons more. What else you been? There? Scroll else? up, dude. I scroll up, I get to the top, and it stops. Oh, wait a minute. Mm. There's an urchin giveaway. Oh, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. And there's a... Uh, a meme of a milk carton missing. Have you seen me? And it's tele- <laughs> Telerotor podcast. Scott. <laughs> Scott had it right. That's what we should have put on there. Yeah. What did he put? Why oh, didn't you do it. that? I missed it. I got to refresh. Yeah, so Scott. So Scott commented, uh, "Quote: If found, contact should have been the free for Google number, our voicemail number." Yeah, that would have been awesome. Uh, yeah. I thought about yeah. that when I saw it, but I was like, all right, it's a little too late. Yeah. Yeah, I'll modify it. And then Dan said, uh, they are deep undercover. Or they could be under witness protection program. And we may never know. Oh. Now nah, they're too busy riding. Yeah. Yeah. Riding dirty on uh, on some bikes. Playing Ponch and John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, Telerotor will now be Telecycle. That's it. Yes. The Motorcycle Podcast. Enthusiast about, Podcast. Yes. Yes. All right. So, what else we got? Uh, we- let's see. Visitor posts. We got anything for visitor posts? Mm, I don't think mm, so. I don't think so either. Oh, man. Man, it's been a slow week. Slow. It has been. But it was just no me. voicemails, people leaving the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. What the hell is this coming to? I don't care. <laughs> if that's the reason, because Kevin doesn't care to show up. Well, everybody that. can leave if they want, because <laughs> I know at some point they'll be back to see if we're still here. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? All right. Uh, website comments. We got some comments. Cool. Nice. What do we got? We got a comment from Steve Hawks. Oh, we already read all those. You read that? June 29th, yeah. my birthday? Okay, fine. We didn't get um, You read the one from Javier? The one from Javier. The very last one we haven't read. All right. 
You gonna read that or you want me to read it? Um, I can. All right, go ahead. If you want to. No, I know how you love reading. Uh, Javier wrote us on July 4th, actually. He says, before I forget and hope against not a long one, and yet he wrote about two and a half pages. (laughs) 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 He he writes, hi, guys. Just came back from 4th of July flying. I've been catching up on my podcast and to and from the field, and I heard that Andy is considering racking up on goblins. Tears of joy ran down my cheek as I am more convinced of the genius of Enrico and Stefano as the raw seems to have won people to the brand. Next thing you know, Andy will sell off his farmland and equipment for millions of dollars and retire to Florida. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just one more bit as I have to get off my chest. I'm the one that deserves the I'm stupid pre-recorded bit. Since my family went to Mexico and I stayed in to save vacation days for the end of the year, planned on flying every single day, sounded like a good idea until it wasn't. Turns out that the planker side of the field is my favorite as it feels wider. The heli side has a tree line on the right, but I didn't take into consideration that on the afternoon after work, half of the field is kind of overcast and half the field, the sun, shines on the model perfectly. Well, as, as I was flying the Goblin 500 Sport in white on an inverted backwards circuit, when it came to the dark side of the field, it became a black blob in the sky. I should have trusted that I thought I knew how to how it was going, uh, but I tried to bail, and he says, not rescue, but bail myself out, and in what felt like an eternity, tried desperately to recover, but couldn't. It hit the ground hard on the tail, but the main blades cracked open as well. Uh, he writes, I've tallied up the damage, and I think I should swap to the yellow scheme to avoid this issue and won't fly again on that side on the afternoon. I've, and since I've shared with you my financial situation, I think it's the rest of the year. I think it will rest for the rest of the year. It's... Only really the whole tail, which was completely destroyed in many pieces, plus blades of canopy, the entire transmission and the head, even the sacrificial arms are, <clears throat> are fine. I spun up the heli with just the front boom and blades. I spun up the heli just the front boom and blades less, and it seemed perfect. Still a very expensive crash. And it says, oops, I guess that was not so small after all, so I'll stop here. Cheers, Javier. Thanks, Javier. Thanks, Javier. Javier. Sorry to hear you crash. Yeah. Um, Don't freak out. Just trust the sticks. You know, you probably could have flown right out of it. Yeah. You know, because you know where the heli was going, and you know how much to move the sticks to move the heli if you've been flying, right? So, but yeah. It happens. It happens. It happens to the best yeah. of us for sure. <clears throat> right. That's uh, all the email we have. No, that's it. Okay. Uh, people of Podbean. Dude, people of Podbean. Tim Tideback listened to and liked episodes 157, 158, and 159. Uh, welcome to 2019, the listener series. Volume 16 with Eric Bertram and Sons, and For Whom the Bell Tolls with Jason Bell. And Alan Jenkins 
like the most recent episode, Dragonfly 2021, as well as the RC Element. And Alan Jenkins also liked episode 113, 3D printers and gliders. All right. Thank you, Alan. And that's it. That's all I saw. So we'll end on that. 3D printers and gliders, people. 3D printers and gliders. <laughs> Goes together like peanut butter and spam. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see Move here. Move along. Move along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Uh, six days ago, TM Titleback says, episode 153, classifications. Dude, this one was hilarious. The that commentary... Was a good one. Just about the PM in, wait, the commentary just about <laughs> put me in the ditch again. <laughs> <laughs> the character descriptions are spot on. <laughs> yes, that was, that was a funny a fun one. episode. And what, that was the one where the listeners gave us the the like the next batch, right? Yeah. I don't remember yeah. if we did that one first or what how it went. Mm-hmm. Um, five days ago, TM Titleback says episode one fifty four concerning the discussion about solder. Solder, solder. Uh, 6337 is no more superior to 6040. It's all in how you use it and your technique. Too long of a discussion for the comment section, but it's worth saying. Also, you have to look at the total composition of the solder to know what's in it. For example, there's leaded, lead-free. Silver solder is a bit of a misnomer, especially considered AG silver is an extremely small portion of solder when it's used. Yeah, Tim's... um. He's an electrical engineer or soldering guy. Like he solders for a living. Mm-hmm. We should actually get him on the show to talk about soldering. Yep, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll set that up. Uh, the RC element. Seventeen hours ago. Thanks for the shout out, Andy. The Synergy Five Sixteen is a blast. Nice. nice. I'm glad you glad you like it, dude. Awesome. Yeah. It's good, Helly. Uh, TM title back four hours ago. Wow, he is. Cooking through these episodes. Episode 160. The antics in this episode were hilarious. Should have labeled it busting your chops. <laughs> I just realized I'm a little more than halfway through all the episodes. Definitely looking forward to the remaining shows. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, Sam. Nice. Awesome. Yep, and that was it. All right. Thanks, Tim. Leaving us a whole bunch of comments and... You know, um, bringing these older episodes back into memory, you know, Mm -hmm. I often forget about them and, and to hear just these little comments and stuff, bringing back the episode and, and, um, you know, the mindset we were in back in those days. So sweet, sweet. All right. Uh, iTunes review. Nope. Okay. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the, uh, let's do that over Mm -hmm. again. So, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast. That show. That show. Theater Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris. I did do some updating, I don't know, a couple months ago. Did you? Oh. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. I sent it to you guys. I think the best part was for George. To be honest, I think his bio is the best. Okay. Uh, flight Test Forum, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, Other Than Flight Test Podcast, Free Farsi Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, aka Hill the Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, David Hill. Hi, David Hill. 
fellow podcasters, we got the Heliheads podcast. Ian, do you want to do it this week? Make Ian do them. You're going <laughs> <laughs> to oh, have shit. to do it every week till you learn them by heart. Go. Okay. All right. We got Kevin McGrady, uh, Scott Graham, Kyle Stacy, Maynard, and uh, Daniel Turnyrack. Daniel Turia, sorry. I forgot. There you go. Maynard. I would have screwed that one up. RC Roundtable. That's with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. RC After Hours. With Andre. Skids Up. That's with Frank, Paul, and Javier. Inverted Down Under. That's with Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff Smart. Park Flyer Podcast. That's Ron and Tom in the morning. Damn it! <laughs> Back of the line. Uh, <laughs> it's the other one. It's with two mics and a J. Yeah, two, two mics, mics and, and a J. J. Shit! <laughs> All right, who's in the RC Heli podcast? That's with uh, Richard Spiegel and Kenny Sierra. RC Plane Lab. Ron and Tom in the morning. All things that fly. That's with Lucian Miller and Moose. On repeat, we have Telerotor Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I just wanted to say, if you're you know waiting for Telerotor and you're getting shaggy, don't be sour and jump off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it seems that a, a fly brawlers review will end a podcast. So we will never do a fly brawlers review here on this show. See, Javier, it's not you. <laughs> yeah, it's not you. You're lucky to do it. You would have had to skin something. All right. Uh, okay, that joke's over. <laughs> All right, make sure you check out Bill Land's YouTube channel. Yeah, check him out. I'm, Thanks I'm, to our listeners. I'm happy oh. to be checking Bill out from afar, from like 1,200 miles away. Mm. <laughs> Bill He's needs to get to out do. more. I know it's been hard with the whole like COVID and everything, and things are starting to finally open back up. But like all his videos recently are just like that Northeast group. <laughs> it's like. He used to go places. He used to go down to Virginia. He used Dude, to get he all these. He ain't been you know. anywhere. I know. I mean, he hasn't been. He has to get out. He has to get out. It's not his more. fault. Which I don't understand though, because he's been hermetically sealed since I met him. So like, what right. was the big deal? Go out, COVID, big deal. Yeah. Anyways, hopefully he'll make it out to some more events and we can see some. Uh, yeah. More coverage. I wonder yeah. if he's coming to Urcha this year. I, I don't know. I hope, I hope so. so. Bill, let us Me know. Me too. Yeah, come to Urcha. I'm gonna text. Yeah. I'm gonna text him. You gonna text him? Okay, text him. Yeah, I'll follow you around with a stick and beat anybody that gets too close to you. That? <laughs> beat them. Beat them with the COVID stick. Yeah, I'll beat uh, them back. It's ten thirty. Get back wanna, from Bill. I don't want to text him now. He might be hibernating, or whatever. Oh, he's do. already he's already sleeping. He right might here. be in his yeah chamber. He's in chamber. That's it. <laughs> That's the right name for him. All right, on that note, thanks to our listeners. Free us, guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. See you. Bye, everybody. Next time. Yes.
Yeah. Like lizard people. <laughs> yeah, it's an aquarium, you mean? Yeah, an aquarium, that's like the name of it. Terrarium? Or aquarium? Terrarium. Terrarium. Yeah, whatever. That thing. <laughs> the heat lamp? The heat lamp. Oh, are we doing a review? I guess. Oh, there's that key I was looking for. Put that in a safe place. More of a comparison. Or no, I guess it's a full review. I don't know. How you been, Kevin? Aren't all reviews comparisons, though? I missed you last week. When you compare them to shit? Either (laughs) shit or not? (laughs) Is it shit or not? Makes sense. I don't mean to sound like Steve Shaw, but it's been uh, sunny down here on the southern southern tip of Florida, the Treasure Coast. Make sure Ian gets all that crick cracking out of the way. Yeah, I gotta be still. This my fucking chair is creaky now. I'm yeah, gonna fix my oh, good one. I apologize, Ian. That's Andy. Yeah, Doing that's all that me. shit. That. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Andy! <laughs> Once you get a rhythm going, it's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like there. This bed is creaky. Don't. <laughs> Almost there. All right. Can, oh, we're going to have some bloopers now. Can you slow it down? <laughs> slow it down so I think you're in a rocking chair. <laughs> I don't think we have any voicemails or a planker. Damn. Is the planker done? There's got to be something rattling up there for him to make. There's got to be something halfway up there to make? What? <laughs> Am I, I the only one that either. heard that? Yeah, I heard that. I had no idea what he said. Something I said there's got to be update. there's got to be something up there rattling around in his head that oh, he can rattling. make. Oh, yeah. okay. I just don't think he has. I don't know enough time to like sit down in front of a computer. He got boobies in his hands. Oh yeah, that's true. And he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For, don't forget, he works on cars. With those yeah. knuckleheads. Um, as far as that uh, that meme that I've got going for uh, Telerotor, who should I put the, for the contact name? You hadn't done that already. You were asking about that like two days ago. No, what he answered me. The fuck are you yeah. waiting on? We're not here to hold your hand. Wait, what is that? I don't even know what you're talking about. Damn it, Steve! You put yeah, Telerotor on a milk carton. Oh yes, I remember that now. I think that's all you got to do. Put them, put them on a milk carton and post it. Don't put yeah. any. Don't put any words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just, there's no. That, that's a statement. It's right self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, if you have to explain it, you don't get it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, true. They're waiting on Rich to finish up the intro, and it's been like two or three weeks already. Damn it, Rich. Oh yeah, and nice, and and bye bye, and oh, shit. click. Did he leave us? Yeah. If that happens during the show, you got to get like the AOL goodbye. <laughs> you just like <laughs> Susie drops goodbye. Here, you still there? Oh, I guess Done. not. Go on. Goodbye. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I bet you his like phone died or something. Probably. Maybe he lost power. Oh shit. 
I didn't even know I dropped. <laughs> you didn't even know. <laughs> That's even worse. We're, we're done with the show now. I know. Oh, man. Missed it. Oh, man. Wow, that was a short episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't much of a review, to be honest. It's a small hill, a small episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was literally enough time to like, hi, this is Steve, blah, 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 blah. And then free our skies and see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>